Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. It is Wednesday, the 27th day in January already. Asia Pacific shares are mixed this morning as investors assess a range of news from China and the US. Tokyo is up half a percent. Seoul is in the green as well, up about 0.3%. But investors are selling off in Sydney, where the ASX 200 is currently down nearly two-thirds of a percent. Joining me now to break down all the market action is Pan Jingyi. She is a senior market strategist with IG. Jingyi, good morning. How's Wednesday looking? Good morning, Michelle. Um, well, certainly good. Um, how are you? I'm doing good. Kind of strange talking to you and not being able to see you in the studio. Uh, I know. <laughs> All right, here we go. We spent a lot of time on this program discussing U.S. markets, the U.S. economy, U.S. stocks. That makes sense. It's the world's largest economy and most developed stock market. But sometimes Asian markets are more influenced by news closer to home. Or maybe I should say spooked by news closer to home. A chill swept over Asian markets yesterday after China's central bank withdrew cash from the banking system and a top official warned about asset bubbles. Jingyi, I want to walk through the story with you. First, just what did the People's Bank of China do and why did it catch investors by surprise? Yeah, well, so Michelle, you know, as you mentioned, well, the PBOC themselves had actually drained cash at a figure of 12 billion US dollars. This via open market operation on Tuesday. And I think, you know, this really that itself came through as a bit of a surprise for the market uh, because typically just really ahead of the Lunar New Year period, that's when you do see them doing the opposite, adding cash as well to ease some of the strain as uh, demand, people needing money, for example, to pay workers and so on and so forth. Um, but this time around, it seems that they have done the opposite and that really citing the reason of just really their well, warning of an asset bubble, especially with the well, a bit of a frenzy, I think, you know, that they have identified um, seeing across the Chinese Hong Kong market. Now, normally at this time of year, just before Chinese New Year, the PBOC would be more likely to put cash into the system rather than take it out. So the PBOC's move led to a 2.5% drop in Hong Kong. Shares on the Hong Kong exchange dropped more than 7%. Investors fear that less liquidity will have an outsized impact on the market. So what is your view on this move by the PBOC? Does it indicate that the days of cheap money in China, at least, are coming to an end? Well, so Michelle, I think, you know, really at this point of time, given the kind of market action that we have seen in Tencent, for example, we talked a lot about that yesterday. Um, I think what they have done, actually, is just a little bit of tapping the brakes right now. Um, I don't think, you know, so much that they are altogether going to start draining liquidity um, continuously, which would spook markets. Um, only further, and I think you know what they have mentioned is a little, this focus into growth and inflation management, and I think they're worried about prices. But you know, if we look at the latest releases, China's inflation at 0.2% for CPI, um, factory gate inflation in fact still in negative territory on a year-on-year basis. So I do think that they're going to manage this rather well, uh, carefully, and I think you know gradually for that matter. So um, not you know perhaps you know too concerned. In fact, I think what they have done. Um, at least issuing a, a sort of like a warning on, in some way or another with mm. regards to the equity market. It's something that I think is a little bit delayed for the matter, given the way that things have run. While Hong Kong investors sold off yesterday, the Hang Seng Index is still more than... 
10% over the past month. Much of the buying has been done by investors from the mainland. They've already purchased more than 30 billion US dollars worth of Hong Kong shares this year. To put that into context, that is nearly 40% of all Chinese stock purchases in Hong Kong last year. All right, from China and Hong Kong, I want to move now to tech stocks and corporate results. Microsoft is reporting a 33% jump in second quarter profits, thanks largely to its Azure cloud business. The results were announced after the US markets closed. Top analyst expectations are fueling an uptick in Nasdaq futures as well. Jingyi, bring us up to date. Were you surprised at all by how well Microsoft is doing? Hey, Michelle, this is an interesting one for sure. Um, Microsoft, one of the big tech, I would say, companies as well out there. Um, so I think, you know, what we have seen with Netflix last week, for example, and not just Netflix, just in general, the fact that you have a lot of these companies that reported so far beating earnings have had market anticipating a good number. But I think what Microsoft really uh, well announced overnight itself really topped the market's expectation. So 17% revenue growth, earnings as well, $2.03 per share versus what the market was expecting at $1.64. So it's quite a bit of a strong bid in what we have seen. Um, although they didn't give the exact figures, Azure revenue itself had grown 50%. And that really, I think, is a bit of a testimony as well to many of these stay-home stocks. So I think that itself had altogether seen to, well, Microsoft shares jumping after our trade. And we'll certainly be looking you know, to how that's going to play out when the U.S. Open comes later. But I think that, that especially with Microsoft, there were expectations for a bit, but perhaps not this strong. So it's been a pleasant surprise. Microsoft netted more than 15 billion US dollars in the second quarter. Its shares are currently up about 4% in after hours trade. Jingyi, one of our favorite games on Market View is something we call up or down. So I name an asset or something in the news and we wait for you to say up or down and tell us why. Are you game to get going? Yeah, can't wait. Let's go. <laughs> Here we go, Starbucks. Yeah, so this is down. Um, mm-hmm. The reason being, of course, Microsoft stay home games, uh, or should say stay home names. Um, but on the other hand, you have the likes of Starbucks. That's really one that needs people to be out. And in this case, what happened in Q4, um, a lot of stay staying home going on and that bigger than expected fall in quarterly sales as compared to the consensus well as well weighing on that that one yeah it is down for starbucks its same store sales in the u.s slumped five percent in the first quarter and its chief operating officer is jumping ship to become head of walgreens next up i have johnson and johnson so this is up. Um, Johnson Johnson, I think this is one that a lot of our UK analysts were just talking about overnight. Mm. Um, their phase three trial data for their candidate um, is to be released next week. So that could really, you know, be one to see them getting approval down the road for their vaccine candidate. And I think it is a good news as well for the rest of the world because that's just another one to really come through to our aid if that's the case. Yeah, up as well from me. Johnson & Johnson rose 2.7% after the company reported fourth quarter results that cruised past Wall Street's expectations. A big jump in those prescription drug sales boosted the company's revenue. Next up, AMD. Oh, so, Michelle, I have to admit I had a look at this, mm-hmm. but I would say it's actually sideways. Um, <laughs> so, what we have to, uh, with the, the stock itself, is actually it's traded flat in after hours yep. with their earnings. 
Coming out to surprise, so earnings per share at 52 cents against the 47 cents of the consensus. Uh, still a bit, but not, you know, perhaps too phenomenal for that matter. So I think what we are seeing in the market right now is just a lot that, of that pricing already. Yeah. I have to agree there with you. AMD's revenue jumped 45% last year, though. Its shares are flat in after-hours trade. Next, Beyond Meat. It's a Beyond Meat. Um, this one is up. Um, evidently, the sustainable product um, well, trend itself is, I think, a bit of a boost as well when they announced their joint venture with PepsiCo, another big, well, consumer company over there um, that's going to, well, start this planet partnership. So hmm. I think it's up more of this earnings potential coming through. I say up too. Beyond Meat shares jumped as much as 26% overnight. This after the plant-based protein company announced a deal to make snacks and beverages with Pepsi. And closer to home, let's look at Sheng Xiong, or more specifically bonuses at Sheng Xiong. Yeah, so that's an interesting one. I think it's all over social media as well. We've seen Sheng Xiong um, announcing that they're going to reward staff up to 16-month bonus. And as a colleague who was around just pointed out earlier, that's, you know, for even contract staff as well, which is pretty much unheard of of late. So I think, you know, that altogether is a bit of a boost as well for the um, well, the, the earnings and outlook. And I think articulate just a bit of a stamp on these um I should say, um, supermarkets. Yeah, way up. And since I mentioned bonuses, Sheng Xiong staff to get 16 months bonus, one six. Lots of chatter in chat rooms about that one, I have to say. All right, let's keep the conversation right here in Singapore. She's Pan Jingyi. I'm Michelle Martin, and you are listening to Market View. Now, yesterday, Jingyi, we spoke about prospects for investing in Singapore's manufacturing sector. So I want to follow up on that again. There is an article in the Business Times that argues that Singapore tech manufacturers, you know, companies, like AEM, UMS Holdings, they present good value. What do you think? Yeah, so I think definitely in terms of this, um, that there is actually a lot of this potential going on. And I would say this rights are not just like, you know, what we have seen maybe for these guys, but, you know, in general, there's been this theme altogether going on um, about many of the stay-home um, demand and, you know, for a lot of the electronics, that altogether is going to continue feeding the kind of demand for many of these uh, electronic components makers as well, including AEM. So I think, you know, one of the things you probably will be interested to ask is, you know, in terms of whether we see value for the likes of AEM, and I'm just using this as one of the example because um, Essen is one of the very uh, top traded ones, I guess, you know, across the board. And I think on that end of the market, still seeing actually um, about 12-month target price distance from where it's trading at this point of time. So, you know, do, do, do check, you know, particularly and have, you have a read into, you know, what exactly is your investment horizon and so on and so forth. But I think, you know, what we are seeing with the tech names um, is that they are still really expected to hold on to their good performance into 2021 as the world tries to navigate its way out of the pandemic. But the confidence altogether is still going to feed into many of the demand as the digitalization, you know, uh, process starts to, you know, continue. Mm-hmm. Since the beginning of the year, the index that tracks Singapore's tech manufacturers, the FTSE ST Technology Index, is up about 3%. But if we go back a bit further to its trough in March last year, it's up nearly 40%. 
So some of the trends that analysts say may boost the sector further include the rollout of 5G and an increased need for data storage and analytics. So, Jingyi, if you compare Singapore tech manufacturers to tech companies elsewhere in the region, for example, Samsung in Korea or Foxconn in Taiwan, uh, which would you say is uh, perhaps the most investable? So, Michelle, I think, you know, it really depends on uh, a lot of the aims of what we are looking at. Evidently, compared to some of the names like Samsung, Foxconn, uh, local, I guess, manufacturers, tech manufacturers may be relatively smaller for that matter. Um, But at the same time, I think, you know, one other thing that a lot of people have been pointed out as well is in terms of the currency fluctuation. So um, how the same dollar is going to fare against many of the strong players that could eat into your returns as well. That's something to really keep in consideration. So I think personally, it's really about your own investment preference. But um, definitely, I think, you know, across the board, the theme of tech really continuing this year, that's something I do see going strongly. And of course, you know, paired with the other names as well, some of the cyclical names that's best expected to capture the recovery into 2021. Um, let's check in on local stocks. It is that time of morning. The Straits Times Index fell nearly 1% yesterday, dropping further from the psychologically important 3,000 mark. It finished the day at... 29.45. So how's the SDI doing this morning, Jingyi? Yeah, Michelle, you led the conversation this morning with how the regional markets are doing, mm-hmm. you know, shots for the Australia market that's catching up to the Australia day break yesterday. The rest of the region is up and likewise is seeing that with the strict times index. So it's up about 0.57%, 16.6 points to bring to 2,962 as you pointed out. This is still below the 3,000 level, but you know, that doesn't come across so much as a surprise as well. As we see, well, markets in the region track water a little bit. Um, a lot of the earnings definitely have to look to it. Uh, Tesla, Facebook, Apple, these are the ones are going to be released in the next 24 hours. And of course, that's that meeting. So altogether, pack Wednesday for everyone here. Indeed. She's Pan Jingyi. I'm Michelle Martin. This is Market View and you are listening to Singapore's most influential radio station, Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.